Hey, For The Girl fam, it's Mac, and I wanted to let you know that you are listening to the Daughters series. We are going to be studying incredible women from the Bible for the next six weeks, and we actually have a workbook or a Bible study that goes along with this study. You can get it on our website, forthegirl.com, and you will have an incredible tool and resource to help you engage with scripture, understand context, and really begin to interact with the text. We also have some super cool merch, a daughter sweatshirt, a Go Be His t-shirt, and a beanie. That's right. It's super cute. You're going to want to check that out also at forthegirl.com. We would love to have you join us in an even deeper way for this study by grabbing your workbook online. But that's all I got for you right now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, For The Girl fam. We are back for another episode in the Daughter series. I'm Mac. This is Ken's. Hello, hello. We're your hosts. And, you know, now we're just your Bible study leaders. Yes. Actually, I don't even know if we're considering ourselves leaders. We're just those girls in bi- your Bible study that talk a lot. They yes. Have, they have a lot of opinions. You're kind of like, oh, they're talking again? Really? We've already heard from them five times. That's us, you know. So grab your coffee, get cozy. It is time for Bible study. But before we jump into week two of the Daughter series, before we get into our conversation about um, our warrior, Deborah, we got yes. to do a little three-minute tea. Okay, yes. So today's tea is titled Match Made in Airbnb Heaven. <laughs> Ooh, intriguing. Airbnb, um, Airbnb could- matchmaking happen. Oh, we got to start the clock. Okay, ready? Oh, wait. Wait, are we ready? Are we ready? Okay. Three minutes. <laughs> Guys, if you've never listened to this before, we have three, three minutes, minutes to spill the tea. One specific topic. Are you starting or am I starting? You're starting. One, okay. two, three, go. So we were on For the Girl Tour last year, right? And um, Mac was single. We are staying at this really cute Airbnb in Athens, Georgia. And actually, it wasn't cute. It was a man it was like Airbnb. cute from a guy. Yeah, it was, it was like a guy that kind of had good kind of like modern At least simple. tried and yeah. kept it clean and nice. So anyways, we were staying there and I was like anybody when you get into an Airbnb, you creep, you know, you creep Absolutely. in their pantry, you creep in their fridge, you creep in their bookshelf. And I'm like noticing that this guy host of the Airbnb looks like a great Christian man. Yeah. I mean, we he was reading the Bible. He was. You had me come look at the bookshelf and I was like, oh, I've read like majority of the books on this bookshelf. Yeah. We had a lot of mutual books in common. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think he was like leading maybe a young life leader of some kind. Something like that. According to the photos, you know. So (laughs) I was like, this is great. So. What happened was we end up, we were only there for a quick one-nighter. One night. If we were there like more than seven one night, hours. I would have stalked this guy and we would have, you guys would have gone on a date. Yeah. But anyways, I was like, my best option is to find his phone number through the Airbnb app. You direct messaged him through Airbnb. That's what yes. you did. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I pretend, here's the kicker. No, first you said, okay. hey, this is Ken's. I, I stalked your house a little bit. Um... And I really would love to set you up with my friend Mac. And he was like, oh, this is amazing. Okay, why not? You can give her my number. Yeah. So Ken's proceeds to text him from her phone. 
pretending to be me. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she won't show me any of the messages. She's just pretending to be me. She's sending him my Instagram, like just all of these things. Yes. And just going on and on and on about it. And how, how are we doing it in our relationship? Like great. I mean, will you were... give me an update? <laughs> yeah. And do I have a boyfriend? <laughs> should we text him like should after we? this? I think we should. <laughs> but yes, actually, we had a great texting conversation. It was like going pretty well. Did he like me? Yes, I think so. It was like great. And I don't know why I decided to give him my own. I kept asking her, I was like, okay, what if this works out? And then how are we going to tell him that that's not my actual phone number? I was like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We got this Mac. <laughs> like, easy. We'll just pretend there was an accident of some sort of thing. So it went really well. You know what? To this day, I think we maybe still follow each other on Instagram. Do you? I maybe unfollowed him at some point. So you but know all about his life. I don't. I'm going to have to go back check out. Where I'm going to have to go check out. You know that UGA guy? I think he was graduated. I'm pretty sure. No, definitely. Yeah. And he was he was a good catch. I mean, we need to find that guy again. Do you remember his name? Let's see if he's I out there. I have no idea. What Come his on. Name what is. was his name? What I feel was like he's name? probably pretty popular, actually. Yeah. Happened, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of listeners. Oh, oh, the three minute tea time is up. I got one last thing to say. Oh, no. Oh, if anybody goes to UGA and knows of an Airbnb host that has a great bookshelf, Cute house. send him this episode and see if it's him. Yes, please do. Okay. Wow. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel really great. That was amazing. That but was awesome. I'm especially excited for today's episode, you guys. We are talking about Deborah, who, yes, Mac, to me- Mac mentioned, is a prophetic military leader, which is just oh. epic and awesome. We are bringing this women's Bible study. We're leveling up. We're leveling up. It's going to be good. Do you know that someone wrote me a note recently and said that I had a Deborah spirit? about me how did you take that is that a compliment or is that like I would say it's a compliment but it also means that they probably thought you were very strong <laughs> strong is a good one wow all right well we're so excited for this episode it's gonna be awesome okay are you cozy to Ken's for bible study right now I am so cozy I can't wait to talk about a fierce woman of God with you. Yes. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I am so ready. I, I am so excited that we're about to dive into the story of Deborah from the book of Judges. I mean, this is like a, a war story, essentially. Yeah. And if I got to tell them a fun fact about you before we jump into Deborah. Yes. And the fun fact about Kins is that this is probably very surprising to many people, but Kins only likes to read war books. Yes. <laughs> she she doesn't read anything, but strangely <laughs> enough, the only books she reads are war books. It's and really I've true. maybe told this story on the podcast before, but it's too good not to tell again. One time Kens and I went to the lake together all for like the four or five days we're at the lake. She's reading this book called Lone Survivor. And she's telling me about it the whole time. I think there's a movie about it. And she's like, there's these four guys. They're in the war and... Iraq, Afghanistan, I don't really know. And she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy, all these war things. And she'd been reading for about 30 minutes and she looks over at me and she goes, Mac, oh my gosh, I think only one of them is going to survive. And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, Kins, the book is called Lone Survivor. I know. And she was like, she was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. I can really get into some like war books though. I'm reading one right now and it's literally the only book, like the only book I like to read. I have only ever finished war books. Like I'm here for it. What war is this book about? 
this one is World War II. Okay. I, I just like a lot of people, I'm fascinated by World War II. So yeah. yeah. It's really insane. They escape the um, concentration camp. It's wow. really good. Man, that's awesome. And yeah. so we, we have a war story today, essentially, right? A it, battle it story? Yes. Okay. That's why I was really excited to write about Deborah because it's right up my alley. It's right up your alley. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I'm so excited to talk about Deborah. You guys may, may not know much about Deborah, but after this, you will. How yes. exciting. So um, exciting. But I think we got to get a visual like representation of Deborah really quick okay. from my perspective. I love when you personify people in the Bible. It's one of my favorite things. So what is De- what do you think Deborah looks like? Okay, so the first thing I thought of, just like it just popped up in my head was my high school dean. Her name was Miss Coyle. Oh, okay. And she was tall. She had brown hair. And she had, like, really cool tomboy vibes. Okay. Which I love, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. But Mrs. Coyle, like, it's, like, was the only thing Was she intimidating? Was she, like, pretty fierce? Like, yeah. Like, when she fierce. walked through the halls, was everybody, like... <gasps> she was the dean, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I went to a private school with uniform. She'd be, like, measuring people's skirts. She'd oh. be, like... Rah, you know. Okay, so I got it. She was pretty intense. Okay, but she reminds me of Miss Coyle, like hundred percent. Like I really can't get anybody else out of my mind. So That's I don't know. The picture what we you, have, yeah, just picture like a strong warrior woman. Okay, and you've got Deborah. She's really, really cool. So I want to tell you a little bit about her story. Yes, it's a war story. Um, it's found in the book of Judges. Judges 4 and 5. And actually, it's the only place that you will find and can read about Deborah. Judges 4 is like her whole story. And then Judges 5 is the same story written in a more poetic. I think it's like a song interesting. she wrote. Yeah. Wow. We should really know that. She's a singer. Deborah? (laughs) She may. She's a songwriter, maybe. What is it? (laughs) Yep. Okay. So... Now she is a songwriter to us, okay. all, as well as the high school dean. That's I really that. exciting. Yeah. So, so great. Anyways, let me tell you a little bit about the book of Judges. So the book of Judges begins with the death of Joshua. You guys learned a little bit about this previously. Um, and the Israelites, they're like, ang- Joshua had died. And they're like, who the heck is going to lead us now that Joshua's yep. gone? They're like freaking out. They're so anxious. They're like, God, help us. The Israelites at some points in scripture are just so hilarious, honestly. Yeah. They're just yeah. like panicking and I can resonate <laughs> so much. But anyways, before Joshua passed away, he told them, he's like, you guys, you got to stay faithful to God and follow the Torah. Like stay faithful to this. You have direction. Like you can do it. It's like actually a really, his like path away like piece of scripture at the end of Joshua is actually so inspiring you guys need to read it if you need some encouragement to like stay on path that's like a really good scripture to read but anyways basically the Israelites didn't pull through and the whole book of Judges is like about their basically like their total failure just over and over again messing up not following the Torah yeah so why are tough why is it called the book of Judges can you tell me a little bit more about what Judges are Okay, uh, yeah, I can tell you about <laughs> judges. No problem. Okay. So actually, you know, it's because their Israelites were led by a bunch of judges at mm. this time. Okay. But judges, they weren't the judges like we know of today that like sit in courtrooms and things. Yeah. They're yeah. actually more like military leaders. Whoa. And here comes Deborah. So Deborah's actually the third judge in the book of Judges to take 
this leadership position. Okay. And what's really cool is Deborah's actually prophetic too. Whoa. Okay. And she's the first woman to be a judge. So this is pretty awesome and epic. Obviously, we love hearing about women leading. Um, and yeah, she, um, it says like, you know, people wonder like, why did God chose a woman? And it actually like scripture says that it most likely there were no men fit for the position, which LOL, I just think that's hilarious that yeah. like no men could step up to the plate and here come the women. And I, I can't help but touch on this point because I feel like that's so relevant to today sometimes. Yeah. Of course, there's some awesome spirit filled men that are leading the charge and pastoring yeah. so many churches and absolutely killing it. But I also like love to think about women and just like our hunger and passion and like huge amount of empathy and love and drive mm. um, to see God's kingdom here on earth. And like, I just really believe that the Lord's doing some big things through women. Um, and so that's another reason why I love to look at Deborah's story because it yes. gives me hype about women in our Amen. potential. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's get back to the story. The book starts off um, and there's a bunch of Can Canaanite groups. Please, please correctly say Canaanite for me. Canaanites. 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 In the land. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. The Canaanites were really corrupt People. I'm not even correct to you. Canaanites. 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 <laughs> you guys, the amount of times I had to respell Canaanites when writing was actually insane. So Canaanites, here we are. They were a really corrupt group of people, meaning they worshipped different gods. Actually, they worshipped different gods through child sacrifice. Gross, gross, gross. So God's like, you got to get these yeah. people out of here. And if you don't get them out of here, you're going to start acting like them, which actually we start seeing happen mm -hmm. um, at the in the book of Judges, at the beginning of the book of Judges. So anyways, God calls on Deborah. Um, and at this point, they're at like a major predicament. The Canaanite king at the time was a terrible man named Jabin. Jabin. And his commander in chief was Caesarea. And anyways, they were known to literally run over people with their chariots. And they had no. 900 chariots. Yes. And they just would so, like trample people? They would trample people. You guys, wow. you got to get behind my passion for war scenes right now because we got to picture this. So we got the Israelite people. Okay. They're being led by Deborah. Then we have the Canaanite people being led by Jabin. And he, they have 900 chariots. Are Nine. you... 100 yes, chariots. 900 of them. Wow. So they're just not looking good. Like yeah. if they're about to go, like if this was a movie right now, we would be like, shoot, the Israelites are definitely yeah. going to lose. They're this the sucks underdogs by far. Absolutely. Okay. Well, God's like, Deborah, you are going to lead this. He actually gave her a vision of um, how they were going to beat these Canaanite people. Um, and it's actually really sweet. Deborah had a prayer spot um, under a palm. Mm. And every time she would go there, she would just hear God's voice. Um, yeah. Like we said earlier, she was prophetic. So she actually like heard the voice of God when she went um, to have like time of prayer with him. Mm. And um, she heard his voice so much that everybody else like knew that too and had yeah. so much confidence in the way she heard his voice. And when she would go to this palm, this palm, everybody else would follow. Wow. Like all the Israelites would just like, I always picture them just looking up at her with like little puppy eyes being like, what are you hearing? What are we going to do? Yeah. What's going to happen? And anyways, um, she hears this prophetic word from the Lord that, 
um, Barack, this other guy, um, who is one of the men in the commu- community who's also leading. He's um, leads the army, and um, he's like, she told Barack, um, you're going to go out there and you're going to defeat, defeat the Canaanite people. And I know this seems impossible, but God told me this is going to happen. And anyways, Barack, he's like so scared. He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. It actually says that he said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I'm not going to go. He's like, I need your help, Deborah. And so anyways, Deborah immediately says, which I love this. She has such immediacy in her voice. She says, Mm. certainly I will go with you, like no doubt. And I think this just goes back to her connection to hearing God's voice. Like when she heard God's voice, she knew it was God's voice. And God told her that they were going to defeat the Canaanite people. So she's like, absolutely. However, we're going to make this happen. I'm coming with you. Um, And I also love just like the mutual respect of leadership here between men and women. Like obviously Deborah respected Barack and was completely willing to let him lead the battle against the against the Canaanites. Um, and when God commanded her to call on Brock, she easily could have been like, what, God? I thought I was the leader here, you know, and gone into a whole power trip. But that wasn't her character. She like totally res- respected Brock, wanted him to take charge. And then Barack, of course, respected Deborah so much so that he wouldn't even go without her. Yeah. Um, he admired and also, like I said, trusted the way that she heard God's voice, even to the point of risking his own life. Because in the like worldly perspective, it looked like he was going to die. So anyways, they gather their team, um, their team, their men, their army, um, and they have 10,000 men and they start going into this battle and they're just all on foot, you know, they're just walking, probably running at this point. Again, the Canaanites have all these chariots. Well, what happens at this point is God sends a big cloud and all of the chariots get stuck in the mud. How epic is that? So anyways, the Israelites then can trample them. They come in and they like are like, we're going to destroy you all. And they um, they come in and they do. They defeat everybody there. Um, But Sisera, the commander, makes a run for it at this point. Um, And I think it's hilarious. He fled by foot into um, uh, a nearby woman's house named named. J Jal Jal J A E L and anyways, um, knowing how evil he was, she ends up killing him, um, and that's really the end of the story, which sounds wow. hilarious. I know. So, anyways, the Israelites defeat the Canaanite people, and actually, that woman is the one who actually like won won the battle by yeah. killing the commander, which is again another woman steps up to the plate. Yeah. Um, and this is all led by Deborah's prophetic voice. Um, yeah. She was a woman who knew the sound of his voice. And I also think I, it's so crazy that Deborah through this whole thing, like she was the one who painted the picture of what they were going to do, but she never got any credit for it. You mm, know, cool. it was Barack who led the people. She was just there with him. Yeah. And it was Jal who killed the commander in chief. And yeah, and Deborah wow. didn't get any other credit for it, but she heard the voice of God and was the one who led them all along. So that's your epic battle scene. I hope you guys were there for that. It, 
yeah do you have anything to add to the story Mac? (laughs) (laughs) no i think that's so cool and i think um gosh i love this already that we're kind of seeing like we're seeing all of these different women you know we we talked about rahab last week now we're talking about deborah and we're seeing two very different women two very different stories uh but we're getting to see kind of like god's heartbeat for them and i think that's the same for us like we're all so different you know we all ken's you're so different than me i'm so different than you and i think about so many different women and I love that as God's daughters that God kind of recognizes those nuances in us and kind of gives us different things to step into and I really do think what is so cool about Deborah's story one thing that just really stands out to me because you know I can't really relate to this battle scene I mean I I can I can low-key in the back (laughs) of my mind I was you know I could in another life be be like a you know a karate girl or something maybe oh what do you think like kind of just battling out oh, something you like definitely that. could destroy some people I'm pretty strong well I used to do boxing yeah you did so <laughs> I forgot about that any chance you get you talk about how you used yep. to be a boxer I used to be a boxer I kind of quit guys but yeah I used to do that pretty <laughs> pretty seriously um I think so- you can scroll on your Instagram to a good like little boxing pic like yeah you've got your little gloves on go check me out guys yeah. go check me I out. remember that pic it was a good one <laughs> But yeah, so I think that it's super cool that I can't really relate with this story of, you know, charging into a battle, but I can relate to this story of having something really scary and terrifying in front of me and having no idea what to do and and knowing that the the best and the only place is to turn to kind of going straight to the feet of God and and hearing his voice and saying, God, I need your voice to speak and to lead and to guide me. And I think the the way that Deborah listened to God's voice to me is so, so cool. And knowing mm-hmm. that as a daughter of God, I get that same access to God's voice is pretty incredible and pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's right. And that's the thing. You do have the same access yeah. to God's voice. I think when we read scripture, especially the Old Testament, we hear these stories of like the Lord speaking to Moses, the Lord speaking to Joshua, the Lord speaking to um, Deborah under the yeah. palm and this all feels like so like ancient we're like oh that's yeah. so crazy that God used to speak in that way whoa but here's the truth is that God speaks in the exact same way t- today and it might actually look a little bit different but he speaks us clearly and specifically mm-hmm. and he gives us access to his voice so that we can um defeat the enemy and we can bring God's kingdom to earth. And I think it's important to just recognize that like when we read scripture, we're not reading it just to be inspired and just to be like, whoa, that's crazy that Deborah like could hear God's voice. Like we actually can hear God's voice in the same way. And that's why we need to um, read these scriptures and be like, I have access to that same God. Yeah, Um, so good. So yeah, this is really important to talk about. And actually one of the main things I wanted to talk about, because I think a lot of us have a lot of questions around hearing his voice. It's something we talk about a lot because we're so passionate about it. Obviously, (laughs) you guys know we're passionate about having like your quiet time and hearing and Mm. seeking him and seeking an encounter with God. Um, And yeah, we just wanted to talk about that a little bit more and give you some more direction on what it looks like to hear his voice. And um, yeah, I first want to say like, I don't know about you, Mac, but have you ever heard God's voice like 
vocally like you literally heard his voice <laughs> i have never actually never right. i never. haven't either i, haven't I do either. know people that that would say they have and and i totally trust that in them but yes. i personally never have it's felt i haven't either felt a little different more like nudges and um almost like what i would say some people would call like intuition is like where i feel like all right holy spirit that's you leading me so, yeah yeah that's right yeah same with me and i think that's true for probably a lot of yeah. people yeah um you might not hear his voice like actually vocally but what does it look like to like yeah have those inclinations or yeah. recognize how like the holy spirit speaks to you or what that feels like how it yeah. feels different how it stands out how his voice sounds different and so yeah. we just want to walk you through a couple things if you are really hungry to hear his voice we all should be hungry to hear his voice yes. because literally it's our access to um to god and so anyways Hey, you guys, we wanted to take a moment and share something that's so near and dear to our heart, and that is Delight Ministries. If you didn't know already, Mac and I actually started Delight when we were in college, and now it has grown all across the country and reaching thousands of college women. Basically, Delight is a women's ministry on your college campus, and you meet weekly, have worship nights, and just build Christ-centered community while in college because, gosh, that can be so hard sometimes. So if you're in college, you need to know about Delight because you can join it on your campus. If there's one, go to our website, delightministries.com, and look up your university there. Um, and if you're in high school, Get excited because there might be a delight chapter on your college campus. And if there isn't, anybody and everybody could start a delight. And it is the coolest thing ever. All of our delight chapters are totally student-led and run, and it will change your life. Getting to invite hundreds of women to be a part of the kingdom of God is just the coolest thing ever. So Mac, how could you even be a part of this? Yes. If you are interested in learning about how to start a delight, all you got to do is go to our website www.delightministries.com slash start a delight and sign up there and you will be in contact with someone from our incredible delight team so soon you're not locked in but trust us you are going to want to bring this incredible ministry to your campus and watch your entire college campus begin to fall in love with jesus come on let's start a delight the first thing is spending a ton of time mm. with him. Um, Mac, you talk about this a lot, actually. It was like, you know, the more time you spend with him, the more just like familiar you you he will sound to you. Yeah. What is the analogy you always use? <laughs> well, I always say if like, you know, like your voice, I could pick your voice out of any yeah. crowd. And the reason being is because I've spent so much time with you. I've heard you speak and talk so, so, so much. So like I could be in a room of 100 people and be like, oh, I hear Ken, she's here. Yeah. And I think it's the same. It's so true with God. Like when we spend so much time with him and we get so familiar with his voice, mm -hmm. uh, we'll be able to pick it out over the, all the other noise in our That's life. Right. Yeah. And I think Deborah's story is so cool because you talked about she had this place that she went. Over and, and over again. Over and over and over again. And to mm -hmm. me, I love that because I don't think it's like you sit there one day and you're like, God, speak. It could happen. It could happen that like yeah. right there that first time he speaks. But I think it's that rhythm and routine of like showing up and saying, God, I want to hear you. God, yeah. speak to me. Uh, God, move. God, be in this moment. God, be in this presence. I think that's that's when we start to hear God's whispers and God's inclinations. There's that one passage of scripture that says like the voice of God was in the wind. And mm -hmm. isn't it so true when you walk outside, like you don't 
really hear wind mm-hmm. unless you tune into the fact that you're hearing wind. And yeah. I think that's the same with God's voice. Like we have to tune into the fact that God is speaking in a different way than probably we're used to. And we have yeah. to learn what that sounds like and what that feels like and what that looks like. And yeah. I love that she had this palm tree that she went to because we always talk about the tent. Like mm-hmm. what's your space that you're going to go to that you cut out all the distractions. Like you cut a, you leave your phone, um, you know, you, you go and you say, God, this is where you can speak to me. Like mm-hmm. we, we always reference that um, Moses would, would pitch a tent outside of the camp of the Israelites and that's where God would meet him. And I think yeah. we can do the same in our life. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be a physical place, but I think it's um, almost like a mindset that you go to day in, day out and say, God speak. He might not speak every single day, but yeah. I think the more that we show up, the more that we get familiar with his voice, the more that we'll recognize him in our own, you know, at our palm trees, in our tents. And then also in those critical moments, like Deborah in a battle, like yeah. we'll also know his voice and recognize his voice in those moments too. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you're onto something. Like there is something about the consistency of the place. Yeah. And I think it's no coincidence that we see that over and over in scripture. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny this morning. I didn't spend time with the Lord in the, in the same place that I do, which yeah. in my in my room or whatever. And cause I was like, Ooh, I want to do like a little coffee shop vibe this morning. Yeah. And it's snowy here and like all the coffee shops were closed and I was like driving everywhere. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, my time with Jesus is getting shorter and shorter. And I can't tell you how many times when I decide to change it up that something like that happens. I'm like, go to a coffee shop and like, I'm like, all the tapers are full and I can hear the person next to me. And this is really distracting. Like, honestly, there's like a discipline about just like going to your place with Jesus and just like getting in and zoning in and seeking him. I think that's just like really important. And yeah, Mm. just spending time with him consistently, like make it a routine in your life. There's also been times in my life where like I haven't spent a lot of time with him and when I try to get back into it, it's like hard. It just yeah. it feels like a, yeah. a disconnection for so long. It's like, I always say this with running too. Like if you take a break from running, it kind of takes like two weeks to like feel fit again and yeah. back into it. And it yeah. almost feels the same sometimes with the Lord. Yeah, I'm like, true. you get out of the rhythm and it just becomes harder. So yeah, if you really want to hear his voice more clear in your life, like make it consistent. And we're not saying like do the same thing every day or you have to spend an hour with him every day. That is like unrealistic expectations, but try to make it consistent, like at yeah. least five minutes, at least 10 minutes, 30 minutes, like just go back to him over and over again. And I promise the more you do that, the more you'll like understand and recognize his voice. Yeah. And the second thing we want to talk about is um, waiting on him. And this is huge. This is probably like the hardest thing for me when (laughs) it comes to hearing his voice. I'm so quick. We were just talking about this the other day. Like I get sometimes just so bored. Like I like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like even like a worship night or something like that. I'm like, okay, three songs. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. But I think there's something so beautiful about like sitting in his presence and just waiting on his voice, like waiting for him to speak. Um, We see that happen over and over again. When we were reading the book of Acts recently, when we were talking about um, when Jesus left, um, he said, wait on the Holy Spirit and he he will come. And Mm. they had to wait for so long, but they stood, they stood, 
stayed right where they were and they waited for him. And I think about my time with Jesus and I'm like, gosh, I could just wait in moments a whole Mm. lot quicker or a whole lot longer. Um, Mm. And I think he speaks through that. Yeah. And don't you think there's a difference in coming into something with an agenda and coming into something with open hands? And I think we have to come into our time with God with open hands. We might be in the back of our mind, and God knows the back of our mind, but we might be looking for an answer, but we have to be willing to hear not just the answer, but hear all the other things that God wants to say to us too. Because what God wants to say to us might look very different than the answer we're looking for, but it probably is going to lead us to that answer in the long run. And so I think there's something to be said about, I think so many people come into their time with God with a very specific answer agenda in mind and they get frustrated Mm -hmm. because they're not getting that answer. But then I, I often will ask them some questions. I'll be like, okay, but you know, what has it been like? You know, what have you heard? And, and oftentimes God's speaking something really different to them. Like maybe he's teaching them how to rest. Maybe he's teaching Mm -hmm. them how to be present. Maybe he's teaching them how to worship. And isn't it so true that sometimes those are the things that ultimately lead us closer to God's heart and then ultimately uh, lead us to these answers, these big questions that we have in our life that we're trying to hear God's voice for, that we're trying to discern. And so I think if you're really struggling, maybe check your agenda at the door and Mm. just spend time with him. Like you said, wait on him, wait wait on on him him and, Mm. and almost like expect that it's going to look different than what you think it's going to look like. And it's going <laughs> to yeah. take longer than you think it's going to take. And yeah. not because God is slow and boring, but because God has something far better. And yeah. will you trust his process to be able to, to get to that end goal that he ultimately yeah. has in mind for you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This could, I'm, gosh, I'm so convicted when I talk about this one. I'm like, <laughs> I can picture myself in so many moments where I just like have an agenda, gosh, just go yeah. way too quick into things. I yeah. even think about moments of prayer. Have you ever been in like a prayer circle or whatever, praying for somebody? And you're like, I don't really know if I have anything to pray over them quite mm. yet. Like, I feel like I haven't really gotten a word from him or I don't even know what to say or whatever. And But you just speak anyways. And you're like, oh, what am I yeah. doing? Why am I speaking? Like, yeah. I didn't really need to speak. And mm, I think like, I, you know, those people who are really good at pausing in prayers. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to be more like them because they're waiting and they're listening. I have a friend who's so good at this. And then she will let like solid (laughs) actually no but yes she always does that yeah her too (laughs) they can wait like a solid 10 minutes no maybe five like in a prayer circle (laughs) before they speak and then when they speak it's like uh we all needed that thank you so much you know yeah so anyways I don't do that like that I feel like the Lord speaks to us when we wait when we Mm. sit and we soak and we're like I'm waiting for you so anyways spend time with him get used to the sound of his voice wait on him third make it personal this one's fun right like I don't know I think God like I something really shifted for me in my prayer life and the way I hear God's voice when I started to actually picture Jesus um and I don't know, like just what he looked like to me, what his hair looked like, what Mm. his hands looked like, what his face looked like, like even picturing a place where I encounter God. I know this sounds like a little, little like up in the clouds, but I actually like when I come to, to God, I actually like have this picture in my mind, um, where I meet him, Mm. um, and I could go into detail of what this actually looks like 
but I won't because it's one personal and two would just be weird. <laughs> but also, um, like I actually picture what he looks like in this yeah. place in my mind. And when I go to that place, like it's really easy for me to access his voice. And so, so good. This is like maybe a challenge for you to spend some time with him and maybe make it personal for yourself. Like picture a place with him. Like, what does he look like? Yeah. What does yeah. he feel like? Um, yeah. it shifted a lot in my prayer life and uh, I, I I would assume even Deborah like this was similar for him. He she knew what he looked like, what mm. he sounded like. Like it was personal for him. Yeah, her. Sorry. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really important. That's so good. And you're so good at this, Ken's, and you've taught me so much in this. I I remember I was speaking at like a middle school retreat in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. And I called you one day and cause Ken's will lead prayers, like lead prayers for, you know, our delight ministries organization and, and on for the girl tour. And, and they're really like encounter prayers. How do you encounter God? And she always paints the most beautiful picture of that moment of encounter with Jesus. And I was like, Ken's tell me, how do you do this? And so she kind of gave me a little script to use. And so I'm with these like, you know, middle school girls who, or, you know, they, they're just there because like, it's a fun church weekend. You know, they're not yeah. really there because they're like trying to encounter Camp. Jesus. They're just like, <laughs> all my girlfriends are going, it's fun. We do dances and talent shows and like eat junk food and it's amazing. But I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to like shake things up a little bit tonight and I'm just going to have them like get by themselves. I'm going to lead them through this prayer that Ken's gave me the script of. And it was all about picturing uh, this moment with Jesus mm -hmm. and like, you know, what did he look like? What did his voice sound like? All of these different things. And it was so beautiful because number one, sobbing girls all over the room, just sobbing yes. sixth graders. The tears. Yeah. And then all so many of them coming up to me afterwards and were like, that was the first time I've ever like felt felt the presence of Jesus with me. Like I've ever mm. like felt that like difference, that difference, that shift in the atmosphere. And yeah. I think it was all because number one, God showed up in amazing ways, but all because like we get, it gave him a picture. It gave him a picture. Yeah. It made it personal. It wasn't just yeah. like how God spoke to somebody else. It was how God was speaking to them because you know, mm -hmm. Jesus and them in their mind and their hearts got to create that picture. And so yeah. I love that you go back and you access that time and time and time yeah. again. And so I, I think, yeah, I would just challenge everybody listening to this, like spend time on this, take time on this. Like we talked about how Deborah had that palm tree, but I'm sure, like you said, she had a place in her mind and in her heart that she would go. Yeah. And so just as much as we want to have a physical place, yeah. we want to have that spiritual place that we can go to and get to that unlocks the voice of God in our life. So yeah. that's so good, Ken's. I love yeah, that. absolutely. Okay, good. Okay, so we're going to spend a ton of time with him. We're going to wait on him. We're going to make it personal. The next thing I want to talk about is looking for confirmation of his voice. Um, you maybe have heard something like this before, but I just think it just rings true over and over again. If you hear something from God in your time with him, you know, you're picturing him, you're in your spot with him, your tent, your palm tree, what, whatever it is, and you hear his voice, um, and maybe it's something very specific, Maybe something kind of random or whatever. Maybe it's something he's telling you to do or somebody to, to pray for or a name, a picture, whatever it is. I often, before I take action on it, will like look for confirmation yeah. of that. Um, like if I hear that word or I see something that is a connection to it or if a conversation like 
randomly comes up with a friend about that thing that was like unexpected or I heard it in a song or something like that. And this is actually a really fun part of hearing his voice. It's kind of like an adventure, you know, (laughs) you like hear it in your quiet time. And then this is when like the day to day awareness Mm. of the Holy Spirit really comes into play. You see, if you're just consumed with your your own thoughts, like if you're consumed on your social media, if you're consumed with the way you look, if you're stressed out about schoolwork, if you are stressed out about your job, or just like so stuck in something worldly, it's yeah. going to be really hard for you to have this like hyper awareness of like the ways he's moving. It is like what you talked about with the wind. You can't, you don't hear the wind until you like tune into it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh wow, the, there's wind and I hear that. And it's the same thing. This is like your day to day. Like, okay, I heard his voice in my time with him, but now I'm going to like look for him and have a, an awareness of how he's moving spiritually just through my day. And when you get that confirmation, there's just so much more confidence yeah, in taking so action. And here's the thing. We could probably wait a little too long, get a little too spiritual about this. Like <laughs> sometimes you don't need like 10 different moments. You don't need to wait like 10 months for confirmation. Yeah. Um, but it is helpful, yeah. um, especially yeah. in certain situations. Yeah, so. I love that. And I would say, yeah, you're going to get that confirmation in conversations. You're going to get that confirmation in just little moments. But if you're looking for confirmation, go to scripture, like go to the word of God, because it's always going to be confirmed in scripture. Like God is never going to tell you something that his word hasn't already spoken over you and called you into. And so, no, you can't open up the Bible and it's going to tell you date this person, you know, get this job. Like it's not going to tell you (laughs) that, but like the heartbeat behind it, you're going to find those confirmations in spirit, whatever you feel God speaking to you open up the word of God and like look for his voice and his heart in that. Mm. And to me, I think it gets, it's so cool that we get to have a, sp- a space to go to for yeah. confirmation. Like yeah. so many words that we're like, okay, we can dig through yeah. this and yeah. you have something for me here yeah. for real. So, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So hopefully you guys got a little bit, we dug in a little bit of how to hear his voice, just like Deborah. Remember this story isn't like just Old Testament scripture that's irrelevant today. Like God, yeah. you have access to his voice so specifically, just like Deborah. Let's learn that from her story. And then here's the really cool thing is when she heard his voice, and this is what separates her from so many of the, this is why there is no other men fit for the position. (laughs) And this is like why God needs us on earth to take action. So you hear his voice to actually like be thrown out in the world and make a difference. Um, And Deborah, she took action. We we talked about this. She had no hesitation. Like when she was called, when Barack looked at her and was like, I got it. If I'm going to go, you got to come with me. She was like, absolutely. Like I know God's voice and I heard him and yes, we're going, we're doing this thing. Um, And she didn't care how embarrassing it might've looked. I mean, I think about her in this situation, like they were like, looked hilarious. They literally (laughs) looked so like pathetic yeah um but she wasn't cared she didn't care to be embarrassed so many Mm. of us stop don't take action because we're we're afraid of getting embarrassed yeah right like yeah what are people gonna think what are people gonna say are people gonna think i've gone off the deep end do they think i'm crazy yes yeah yeah we gotta like let that go we it doesn't honestly being embarrassed is really good for us it humbles us in a really great way and it keeps us dependent on god to not like take it into our own power and our own agendas i love that anytime i'm like okay this is crazy by the world standards but like i really feel like god is 
God is calling me into this because there's been several big moments in my life where this has happened. And I feel a little bit isolated in some ways from people's understanding of what I'm choosing to do. But it has been the deepest seasons of intimacy with God in my life every single time. When I was misunderstood, that brought me into such deeper understanding with God and God redeemed that misunderstanding. And so I think that's so true. Like, we got to act on it. Yeah, we can't act on it. Yeah. And I know so many of you, you're probably thinking about something that you feel like God's been telling you and you're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That would be weird. That would be crazy. Risky. Yes. But I love that, you know, we can look to the story of Deborah and know that as daughters, like we get that direct access to voice, to God's voice. And then we're meant to act on it. Like we're meant to step into that and look what God can do. Like look what God does. Like it's, I mean, I could have never written this story. This is wild. (laughs) Like it's wild what God does. That's right. And I think that's when we start seeking out the voice of God, listening for the voice of God, looking for confirmation from the voice of God, and then acting on the voice of God. That's when our stories start to get wild and crazy. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I can only tell this story if I say like, God did it. It was all God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know that we could talk about this forever, but like we sit across the table with a lot of women in college who are like, what's my next step? What am I going to do? I feel like God told me to. And like our, our first response is like, have you taken any action? Like, have you done mm. something about it? Because here's yeah. the thing, when you start to take action, like you start to see God open and close doors and it's yeah. just is how it goes. I remember when we first got our vision for delight and like starting delight on other college campuses, we're landing the plane here, by the way, we're about to wrap <laughs> this story up, but I got to share this story because, um, because it's so really actually helpful and really applicable. But when we got this vision to start delight on other mm-hmm. college campuses, I was actually on a plane ride home to to California and I was just reflecting on my school year. God gave me a vision of what it would look like to start to on other college campuses and it was so specific and I wrote it all down in detail in my journal. Gosh, I'm really resonating with Deborah right now. I'm like, oh yeah, basically my palm. <laughs> but basically it was, um, yeah, had this whole vision and got off the plane. Me and Mac, we took action. We yeah, really did. Yeah. Like that summer we started doing things and you guys should have seen this it, it was, was so not cute it was embarrassing yeah <laughs> so i didn't even want I to think get into back that. on some of the meetings and i'm like this is cringy what we, we did. humiliated yeah. ourselves like yeah. for real calling friends being like hey would you write in this new study we we're creating and we're like we're like we're 18. writing a book no, yeah <laughs> yeah we're just looking so hilarious yeah. but yeah. we just took action and as mm-hmm. we did that and it took a while but yeah. it was like a little open door, a little yeah. open door, a little yeah. closed door, skirt, you know, a little yeah. open door. But we <laughs> just had to keep taking action and doing something, like yeah. doing something for the kingdom of God. So I want to leave, end this story there. Like, here's the thing. Deborah teaches us that we have access to God's voice and we really will defeat the enemy and shake the nation when we seek him out and take action. So um, no matter if we're embarrassed or it looks hilarious, like God will pull through. Just like he sent that cloud and caused it to rain and the chariots got stuck. Don't get me started on this epic battle scene. It was awesome. <laughs> and anyways, um, this is Deborah's story. This is what it teaches us. And it's so good. And wow, it, if you dig into the little workbook we got, you're going to learn so much more. You're going to learn so much and more. And I will tell you, the story will make a lot more sense in the booklet because <laughs> I just <laughs> really tried hard to 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 
to say these names job. and stuff. They you really did a great job. Chip me up. Yeah. Let's just practice. There Canaanites. are a lot of names. Can you practice Canaanites? Canaanites. You don't say it right. <laughs> There's Canaanites. There was Barack. K-K. There was Caesarea. There was Gel. Okay, we got a lot of weird people. Okay. Please just get the book. Sorry, guys. You'll know a lot more there. Sorry, guys. Well, things are going to be very different next week. This was a battle story. Next week, we got a love story. Ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. That's All right, we're good. talking about Ruth next week, our next daughter, but loved this conversation on Deborah. We hope you guys are enjoying our daughter series. It's not too late to grab your book. Grab your books on ForTheGirl.com, and we will be back here next week to just get in our feelings as we talk about Ruth and Uh, Boaz. Woo!